You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear, and now, enjoy the podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Some of us have had the opportunity in our lives to travel to ancient places in Europe and Asia, and to see the ruins of ancient cities, and even if we haven't, we have seen movies and studied these things in history. And one thing we know about all these ancient peoples is they had lots of gods. They had temples and statues at every corner in their city. Uh, You go through Greece, Rome, all those ancient places, and even today, although much of it has fallen into ruin, you can see that people in ancient times were quite religious, but they had a lot of false gods. They had, they couldn't even keep track of all the gods they had. Uh, We tend to look at that uh, a little bit patronizingly from our point of view today and say, well, how can they be so simple and uneducated? Uh, But I'm going to suggest this evening that we really haven't made all that much progress since then ourselves. We use different names in our society, but we too have false gods. I read someplace recently that uh, if you want to know what gods people worship, just go into their cities and see what kind of parades they have. Whatever we parade down the street uh, usually is some kind of a celebration of what we think is important and powerful. Um, So we have parades, you've seen them from uh, military dictatorships where they take all their um, ballistic missiles and put them on big semi-trailers and roll them down the street. Uh, We we have the Macy's Parade at Christmas time. It's got nothing to do with Jesus Christ. It's all about consumerism, which again says something about one of our false gods. So before we look too uh, much askance at ancient peoples and say, oh my goodness, how simple they were, we need to recognize that some of that behavior goes on today. I read a wonderful, interesting book uh, recently called The Market as God. And this theological writer says that we have taken uh, commerce, buying and selling, and raised it to the level of religion. Uh, You might push back a little bit from that idea, but our behavior sometimes tells the truth about us. The scriptures on this weekend, the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time, uh, have Jesus and God telling us in different ways uh, what the true God is like. Not many gods, but one God and some of the qualities that we should look for. Uh, And it comes as a bit of a shock because we expect God to be powerful and when there's a problem, to fix it. 
And the scriptures today give us quite a different picture of a God who is patient, a God who can put up with bad things longer than we can, and a God who sometimes even uses weakness and suffering to accomplish his ends. It's interesting to look at the three parables in Matthew's gospel that uh, we heard this evening. Uh, Jesus said the kingdom of God uh, is like each of these three situations. And the first one, uh, I think is a very interesting one, uh, where a fellow planted good seed in his land and somebody came while he was sleeping and put weeds in there. And um, the decision had to be made, now what do we do? And he very wisely said, well, if we pull up the weeds, we're going to destroy the good crop as well. And the lesson Jesus was teaching is that in God's kingdom, which is the church, by the way, in the New Testament, good and evil exist side by side, and we may as well get used to it. Sometimes we like to uh, get uh, uh, impatient and we want to pull up the weeds. We want, to, we want to get rid of all those things in the church that are uncomplimentary. But Jesus taught us that while we're in this world, good and evil exist side by side. God is comfortable with it, and we might as well get comfortable with it as well. The second parable, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed a very tiny little seed which when planted grows into a sizable plant. And Jesus is saying that big is not better all the time. Uh, in our society and one of the false gods we worship is we have to have everything big and powerful. Uh, go to any of our large cities or go right to the outskirts and you can find what are called mega churches. I hope Immaculate Conception never turns into one of those, where they got all the electronic gizmos and the flashing lights and the screens and everything else. Uh, endless crowds, five, six, ten thousand people on a Sunday. Jesus said, get used to having small numbers. It's not size that matters so much in the kingdom of God. That too is a hard lesson for us to learn. And then the third parable, the woman who put yeast in some flour. Most of the time, God's kingdom works invisibly in a secret way that no one observes or understands. And just because we don't see progress does not mean that God is not at work. So I think those are three very practical lessons about church that we need to keep in mind. There is competition, good and bad. Get used to it. It's okay to be small in number, and the results sometimes are hidden from public view. This puts us in great contradiction to all the standards of the world that wants everything fast, big, and immediate, and the kingdom of God does not work that way. <coughs> Paul's reading... Uh, in the second reading we had, tells us that uh, God works best through weakness and uh, suffering. That's a hard one to buy.
But when you look at the sufferings and death of Jesus himself, he offered himself in complete submission and God raised him to new life again. That's our pattern for church. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.